0: Listeners, we are another episode of this freaky show. It is the Freaky Podcast that celebrates Halloween throughout the entire month of October. I am your host, Travesty, and with me this evening,
1: the Freak Joe. Did I throw you off there a little bit? Just a little
0: bit, but not badly. Oh, I-, I liked it. <laughs> It's weird because, like I said, like, you know, I know we're doing all cold opens and stuff like that, but damn it if I just don't like doing the freaky show intro.
1: I love the freaky show intro. It's real good. Yeah.
0: Guys, we're back. Uh, we're actually, as we record this, we are two days away from Halloween. And I know you're thinking, like, guys, I only got two episodes of this freaking show this month. It's fine. We're going to do another one next week that's going to be freaky show as well. So <clears throat> you will get four. That means you're going to get four freaky tales from Cartoon Joe. So don't yeah. be worried. Don't you worry. You're gonna get one post-Halloween, which is different, but hey, you know what? Close enough, and, uh, um, it'll be okay. Cause we wanna get you guys your stuff. Uh, before we were recording, me and Cartoon Joe were, uh, I'm sorry, me and the Freak Joe. No, it was Cartoon Joe, because the Freak Joe didn't, uh, isn't part of this. Cartoon Joe, who's, uh, kind of, uh, the, uh, producer of this, if you will. <coughs> I can't keep you. Can't keep you straight, Joe.
1: All good. No worries.
0: <laughs> uh, before we were recording, I was talking to Cartoon Joe about, uh, the cemetery tours that we had planned for this year. And, uh, we're still going to do it. We're still going to plan it all out. It just got a little bit delayed. Uh, and I know I mentioned that several, several times. I do apologize to you guys because I know how much you love it. We still get download, or not downloads, but, uh, viewers, uh, views and comments on the ones we did back in, uh, 2020. So we are going to do them. They're just going to be delayed. And we figured, hey, you know what? Just because they're cemetery tours doesn't mean they have to be just in October. So, If we get it planned out, we'll get it done before the end of the year. If we can't get it done before the snow falls, because again, we're going into Indiana, we're gonna check out. I want to say I got about eight to ten cemeteries uh, routed out around the Indianapolis area. Nice. So uh, we'll get. We're gonna do our best to get them done this year. If we can't get them this year, then hopefully in springtime we'll get them wrapped up. Get those out to you. I know uh we haven't got a lot of videos out to you guys as much as we hope so. Those are going to happen, too, like the One Chip Challenge we're going to work on doing, maybe some food rankings and stuff. It's all coming to you. <clears throat> so don't you worry. We are here. I, I'm, I, I'm going to keep my promises. A, a lot of good things I expect to happen here within the next month or so. I was talking to Joe about it, too. He knows. He loves the idea, too. So hopefully mm-hmm. what yeah, right so hopefully what I'm saying comes true and then within the next month or so uh, huge changes will be coming to this freaking show for the better uh, but you'll still get me Travis D you'll still get Cartoon Joe 10 months out of the year uh, or 11 months out of the year the Freak Joe one month out of the year and of course uh, when we do the cemetery tours I'm going to take Freak Joe with me and not Cartoon Joe because the Freak Joe for some reason has a uh, a better appreciation of cemeteries
1: than Cartoon Joe does true
0: sure. he says it reminds him of home I don't know what that means
1: <laughs> just what i said
0: <laughs> um we're going to uh dive into talking about the uh the phantom toe booth for our freaking book club uh as we wrap up the season uh are we gonna Are we, we're we not gonna commit to the season for 50 months right just to the end of the year uh
1: yeah yeah i think so I think
0: that's right. okay all right cool so um uh obviously for this season we talked about doing the freaking book club, but that's what we've been doing with the Phantom Tow booth and everything. Uh that may become a regular thing uh starting next year as an additional uh gift to you guys. Uh who knows? Maybe on that uh that p uh Patreon that uh has been eluding us from starting up for so long. Yes. Who knows? Maybe you know, maybe we'd be part of that, so we'll look into doing that uh as well for next year. <coughs> Excuse me, God but okay, I can't stop calling. I am calling, collining this up. <clears throat> colicking? Co- coloning. Co- oh, coloning. coloning. I get what you're saying. Yeah, Collicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know I've tried to turn Colin into an adjective before. Is that an adjective?
1: Uh Verb, I think. In this case, verb. Okay, yeah.
0: I know I tried to turn Colin into a verb when I cough before, and I still can't do it. Uh, I am getting over bronchitis, so everything in my lungs and everything is finally breaking up and getting the mucus out. So if you hear me coughing, I do apologize. I will try to mute my microphone to prevent that. Uh it Just kind of, just roll with me on this. It's, it's been, you know, it's been hell for the last week and a half. Sucks. I know. Where was I at, though? Oh, yeah, uh, Freaking up Book Club. Uh, so we might bring that to a regular thing starting next year. We're going to uh, wrap it up this season, obviously. I think we're in Chapter 12 of twenty. So, we yeah, eight more chapters to go um, until we dive into next season with a whole new uh, segment that we're going to do called What If? And that's where we're going to take scenarios in the world and say, what if this didn't happen or what if this did happen? And we'll give our perspective on how the world would be like today because of that. Um, uh, I don't think there's really anything else I need to mention before we dive actually into the show. I think I kind of covered everything. I think that's it, yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, uh, we're going to continue on talking about Halloween. There's actually a couple movies I do want to talk with you guys about uh in this episode. But before we get anything, I do want to remind you all that uh this episode of this freaky show is brought to you by our friends over at Carter Comics. Now, if you guys are the nerds, I know you are, and you love reading comics, and not even reading comics, but also collecting comics, Carter Comics is the uh, best place for you to go. Uh, with, uh, multiple eBay, uh, pages as well as a website, cartercomics.com. Uh, dude has an abundance of, uh, comics. He was a comic book collector as a child and as he grew up, the collection grew bigger. And, uh, he felt like he wanted to turn it more into just, uh, being a collector. He wanted to turn it into a business. Carter Comics has created, dude has every, has every type of comic from the daily readable comic they get for, uh, you know, a few bucks here and there all the way up to the more expensive comics because he does get graded comics. His big thing is grading comics and getting those, uh, good, gr- those good valued, uh, kind of comic books. Uh, a lot of them I think are around 9.4s, 9.6s, 9.8s. I don't know much about grading, but I believe those are pretty good. I think it's on a scale of a 10, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. And I, I think a 10 it never really happens. So I think a 9.8 is about the highest you can get. Yeah, and he's a huge fan,
0: of, like the Superman, Batman, uh, Spider mans the big, the big superheroes. Uh, he has a plenty of comics of that. Um, they're all they're all uh, listed there at CarterComics.com. That's C-A-R-T-E-R-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. You can check out everything he has, and just because that's what's listed doesn't mean that's what all he has. He does have a lot more comics, so. If you do make a purchase or anything, there is a comment section in the shipping order. You can sit there and ask him if he has any additional comics, and he will respond to you. You can actually reach out to them on their website as well and ask him, hey, do you have this kind of comic? Like I said, dude showed me his inventory. It's ridiculous how much he owns. Like, I, I've i been telling the guy to get a brick-and-mortar uh, uh, business for his comics, but he doesn't want to do it. He wants to do everything online because it keeps the cost down on what he sells, which I think is pretty cool, too.
1: Uh, I was just perusing his site. Yeah, uh, it, it's very reasonably priced for a lot mm-hmm. of these things. Right. And I'm not a, like I said, like I'm not a big
0: comic guy. Like that the whole world's new to me, so when it comes to prices, I don't know too much about it. But that's why we got Cartoon Joe here, uh the book guy. So if Joe says the prices are uh, are are uh are good, I believe him. You should believe him too, because Joe doesn't lie. It's true. Even the freak Joe don't lie, which you think he would, but he doesn't. Not He's when it comes serious. to the book. Mischievous, yeah. <laughs> so, go to Carmic, uh, go to CarterComics.com, uh, fill up your cart with all their amazing products. And, uh, I mentioned that little comment section in the shipping. Go ahead and tell them that we sent you. Say this freaky show sent you. Cartoon Joe sent you. Because we want them to let you know, let, we want them to, uh, to know that, uh, our fans are supporting them as much as we are. And who knows, maybe down the line, if we do this so much more, maybe, just maybe, Carter will uh, give out some gifts to our listeners here. Uh, That has been the talk, so let's make sure we get that happening. Just let them know that uh, this freaking show, this freaky show, Cartoon Joe uh, sent uh, sent, uh, you guys their way. CarterComics.com, again, C-A-R-T-E-R-C-O-M-I-C-S.com.
1: Nice. And as we're getting ready to jump into the book club here, it's a great time to mention Audible.com, which is one of our sponsors. Uh, if you want to get a free 30-day trial for Audible, including a credit towards your first audiobook, perhaps you'd like to pick up the Phantom Toll Booth and read along with us. You can do so Correct. at audibletrial.com/freaknet, and uh, they'll hook you up. It'll be fantastic. You'll get a great book to listen to. We'll get a little bit of sponsorship money, and uh, and we'll all we'll all be happy. So head on over audibletrial.com/freaknet. That's F R E A K N E T. Uh, head over there today. Get yourself a free book. It's great. Awesome, Joe. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, all you I need, know. man.
0: That's all I need. Yeah. We uh, we spend a lot of time uh, mentioning mentioning stuff. Oh, I need to get a cough drop. Joe, keep talking while I go get a cough drop. Yeah. Start on uh, start on the to uh, Tobu chapter uh, while I go get a cough drop. I'll be gone in, like eighteen seconds.
1: Okay. So, uh, in this, in this chapter of The Phantom Toll Booth, uh, you'll, you recall the last time we, we talked, uh, Milo had just met the, uh, Dr. Discord and Dr. Discord's din. And, uh, been, he's been warned about this, this valley that he's got to travel to on his way to, uh, rhyme and reason. And this valley is the, uh, it used to be the valley of sound, but now it is the valley of silence. And uh, this is immediately obvious as they, uh, they enter the valley through this great stone gate and um, suddenly they can't hear anything. And it's really eerie. The talk no longer ticks. Uh, The humbug who is humming a lovely tune suddenly is, is humming silently. And Milo who is trying to talk about this uh, talks as much as he wants, but nothing comes out. And, uh, not even the car which was previously squeaking along is making any sounds. Mm-hmm. And uh uh this you know it, if you ever been somewhere and it's suddenly silent it freaks me out. I don't know about you. Uh mm. usually when things are quiet they're too quiet. It's not it's just not right. Uh um, like the
0: quiet place?
1: Yeah, although I haven't I haven't seen either uh, quiet place or quiet place 2. I've heard they're really good. I need to. Big fan of John Krasinski. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I didn't mean to. Me as Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. So as they're uh, as they're tooling along, trying to figure out what's going on, uh they suddenly run into a crowd of uh, of of protesting residents of the Valley who are uh, they want their sounds back. Damn it. That's that's what they're after. So uh do you want mm-hmm. pick it, to pick it up from there or would you like me to keep going?
0: Um, either way, man. I mean, this is your opportunity to talk, but i get, i can say I can say some things
1: yeah that's fair i'm i'm happy yeah, i I can go yeah. either
0: way No, I'll, I'll talk a little bit I'll talk a little bit yeah all yeah. right so uh so they 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 bump into uh the the uh the the protesters, if you will with their signs uh a couple of a couple of cute signs they got things like uh down with silence, all quiet is no diet, which I love I think that's my favorite one <laughs> this um, <is> good. <laughs> it's laudable to be audible, so that's uh, my favorite. That one, god, I, I, when I first read it, I'm like, what the fuck is la- oh, gotcha, I gotcha, laudable, laudable. Uh, more sounds for all. And, uh, basically, you know, like, you know, um uh, like, the, the guys wanna know what's going on, why is it so quiet in the valley and everything, and, uh, one of the guys, uh, starts drawing, or starts writing on this big chalkboard, giving them the story about, uh, the keeper of this, uh, the sounds, and how back, uh, back in the times, if you will, uh, the keeper of the sounds used to, uh, give out sounds in the morning, uh, take sounds in in the evening. Any new sounds would be categoried into a vault, uh, to be saved and everything. Uh, and this became so repetitive until it got to the point where people kind of took sounds for granted. Uh, and she felt that, the, you know, people weren't appreciating the sounds. Uh, I don't know if i I think I'm explaining this right. Yeah. And I know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is actually might be the first time because I know like a lot of times in the book, like whenever, uh, Milo meets a new character, they they do mention another character, but I think this is the first time where like a group of characters were mentioned, like Rhyme and Reason and the doc from the previous, uh, uh, chapter and all that stuff. And yeah, uh, things
1: are starting to come together and and you're starting to see how Rhyme and Reason having gone into exile has caused all of this chaos
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then uh, the doc uh, was giving them some medicine to kind of cure like some of the noise and sounds and stuff like that uh, which cured them of everything but that yeah so in a fit of rage uh, the the keeper of the sounds if you will kind yeah. of took everything back uh, yeah. ordered everyone to bring the sounds back to her she kept all the sounds and now everything is silent around them, and people are sick of it. They're tired of it. And they uh, requested Milo to join them in their war, if you will, to get their noises back. Uh, actually uh, requested that he go to the castle that the uh, keeper stays at and to uh, steal a noise. It doesn't matter what kind of noise. Just the littlest noise would help. So they can load up the cannon to shoot the noise at the wall, hopefully breaking the wall down so they can take the noise back.
1: hmm So uh if you want to wrap it up, Joe, uh go for it. Sure. And uh so in in going to the, the soundkeeper, he goes and knocks on the door and she answers and uh uh well actually I'm sorry, he doesn't knock on the door. He writes on a sheet of paper the words knock knock and slides it under the door. Now – Uh Oh, go
0: ahead. I want, I, want, I want to ask you a question after you get to the next part. Oh, you, exactly. may, you may. You may. I know you're going to answer, with, but uh, I'm interrupting you for nothing. Go ahead. Oh,
1: you're good. Uh, So she opens the door and, and and greets him and he realizes, oh, my gosh, I can talk while I'm in the castle. Um, she's like, yeah, yeah, as long as you're here, you can you can talk and, and we'll go. You know, you, you obviously want a tour of the place. So uh, check out this radio of silence, uh, uh, radio silence, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. and she, she talked about all of her favorite programs, uh, which, I, I don't know what, she seems to be obsessed with silence lately. That's like her thing. Yeah. Is how different sound, uh, silence has different sounds. Yeah. Like, uh, like the, like
0: after you're closing the door after everyone leaves, you
1: know, yeah. uh, the pause before it's... dawn. Yep. <coughs> yep. Exactly. Well, Valsh, which all is that's one of my favorite silences.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is cool to think cause like, I mean, and this book does kind of help you think and realize shit as you go through it that, like, not every silence is the same. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's true. I mean, and there's multiple silences that you really don't think. Have you ever heard someone express that or ever hear somebody say that, uh, I know it's fucking goofy, but you never stop clapping. There's just a longer pause in between claps.
1: Well, I have heard that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Once, so it's once like,
1: you clap once.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's one of the things where like you never realize how much silence there actually is in the world, oh, which yeah. I guess realistically like the silences do kind of compare to the noises. I mean, like you hear thunder strike, you know, then there's a silence before the next one hits. You know, as you're lay, you know you're laying in bed and everything, not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could hear a clock tick, but there's a silence in between the clock ticking. You know, and shit like right. that. So well, that's it, just, it's kind of
1: pretty cool. That's how we knew that our furnace was out because uh, uh the way that whoever's put it in set it up uh mm-hmm. there's always a fan circulating air through our home. Yeah. Uh but when the furnace went out, the fan stopped. Mm. And so it was like, well, I'm a little cold, but like I'm not really noticing it yet, but yeah, it's yeah. quiet. There's no sound in my house. <laughs> freaked me out. Gotcha? Gotcha. Yeah. All yeah. Right.
0: No, what's your question?
1: What you were gonna you were asking
0: do you think if he did knock on the door he wouldn't hear it on her his side, but she would hear it on his? Yes. He wouldn't hear it on his side, but she would hear it on hers.
1: I do think that. Yeah, right. It makes you think. Yeah, I really like that. Um oh yeah, so anyway, so he uh she she tours him around the place, she gets to see where the sounds are made, and uh I think that's really that's a really cool scene. She goes and bangs on a drum and then these you know, uh, if you imagine what a bass drum sounds like, it is kind of like a large fluffy cotton ball, like this thump noise, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, and, but, but there's no actual sound when she beats on the drum. These, these fluffy cotton balls just appear. And then she takes and grinds them down. And when she puts the, the ground sound into the air, that's when you hear it. Uh, um, yeah. which was really, really very cool. And I liked the way that like, you know, clapping is sheets of paper and, you know, mm-hmm. that was neat. And uh, then her her cataloging system, where as sounds are made, they're automatically put into the filing cabinet. Um,
0: yeah. And I, I like the description of how they talk about, like, since, like, she has, like, banned sound from the Valley, which I guess was called the Valley of Sound beforehand. Yeah. Um, how when they entered the room and everything, everything was, like, dusty and broken and unused and shit like that. So I thought that was a pretty cool description of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh And so he's but he's he's trying to figure out how he's going to steal any of this. And she keeps a, a careful eye on him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, it's forbidden for him to take a sound home. Uh, and um eventually he gets ready to leave and she says something profound. I can't remember what it is, but uh he he is excited by it. And he gets ready to to like contradict her or or exclaim or whatever. And he says, but but he stops himself and he keeps the sound in his mouth. Uh, and that's what he, I, I assume, is going to take back to the townspeople in Chapter 13. So, uh, all in all, a great, really good chapter. Really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I love the concept of, of being able to uh, carry sounds in an envelope or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, if you've ever... Really had something to say, but not been able to get it out, or like you want to hold on to it for later that's exactly what it feels like like you gotta hold it in your mouth and and you know and wait yep. oh yeah, um you know especially like for me, if I've ever been really really like just furiously angry and I know I'm gonna say something i'm gonna regret that's that's exactly what I feel like i'm gonna like i gotta gotta keep it in my mouth or I'm gonna explode yep so um I also like. So this is, I think, what, the fourth or fifth journey he's been on since he got to um, uh, Dictionopolis? Mm
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah,
0: and it seems like it's goofy because it's like, first off, he is a child in this, like, unknown world, and it seems like all these people who, like, it seems at one point have worked together but no longer do. They kind of separate themselves out. Uh, went their own way, started their own kingdoms and stuff, but they all have the same, um, similarity they're looking for Milo for help. Yeah. Um, no matter where he goes, you know, yeah. I think that's kind of a cool concept because obviously, like you said, like, I mean, this chapter kind of starts bringing people more and more together. We're going to see that more and more as we move forward. Um, so I, I I that that's the one thing I do love about this uh this book is you mean the different characters knowing that they and you get the backstories too. You're getting the backstories of everyone, the rhyme and reason, uh Dictionopolis, Digitopolis, you know, Todd, like everything you know links together. The humbug and it's amazing. You know, Doc uh I can't remember the name of the thing that Doc is with. Din. Um Din. Yeah. So it's it, all <laughs> yeah, it's all pretty cool and the thing that all this started out from one little bored boy in a city. Right. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And I do think like that's that's one of the things I like too is as you mentioned um uh he keeps he runs into these people they all have the same basic problem. Right? And they look to him to fix it because there's this sort of um you know there's there's a theme that I'm starting to pick up on in the book that I I think is mentioned in the prelude like the 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 author's notes at the beginning. Yeah. Where um as we get older uh, and and become more busy with adult life, we start to lose sight of things, and we start to lose sight of of the beauty of the world. And so, you know, like like the the people in the invisible city, uh, and and the city of illusion, or the city of illusion and the city of reality, we're so focused on the thing that's in front of us, we can't see the the world around us. You know, mm-hmm. like the like the people in the valley of sound, we're so caught up in the frustrations of our age that we're, we're always fighting and we can't hear the beautiful sounds of the world or yeah. the beautiful silences, you know? Um, I, I think there's this sort of like, and, and the answer to it all, uh, at least I think from this author's perspective seems to be this, this sort of childlike innocence, this childlike whimsy of, you know, well, you know, I've, I've never experienced it before. I've never seen the colors of the dawn played out before me. I've never I've never really gotten to experience uh, uh, the, the sound of a tapestry of of, of, of music, you yeah. know, um, uh, you know, and it's just this this sort of like this idea that that especially as a book written for children, like don't lose that. Don't lose your curiosity. Yeah. Don't lose your interest, you know, and 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 adults are going to look to you for it because we mm. we forget. We do. Yeah. We, uh, we, we get caught up in our lives and we we forget that what, about what's truly important. You
0: know. Yeah. No, and I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because it's one of those things where, you know, in this book, it it, it gives the kids like it, it's almost like a Peter Pan kind of thing, like like a mystical wonder concept. I don't know why I used Peter Pan for some reason. I did whatever. Fuck it. Um, to where like it gives you it gives you an answer to where colors and sounds and even silence come from. You know, for well, us, it's just it's just natural. It's just normal. Why is this fucking green? Well, it's because it's fucking green. But, when you look at the book and everything, it's because maybe a flute plays a tune a different way, or something like that, or you know those flowers blossom because the fucking tubas are playing at this right time, and you know you're hearing this noise coming from the rustling of the tree branches because she created it from you know some some machine in her castle, and right. it's just it's just one of the things like like every everything seems to have an answer, whether it's letters, numbers, colors, sounds, everything is <clears throat> being you know. Is, is a part of you know the fucking the the whole world that milo is now venturing through right you know? so and i think that's cool like i said you know like I, I, for a kid like milo who's bored of the world around him this is giving him answers to everything around him and an appreciation of everything that maybe he's always taking for granted you know there's always a car horn and there's there's always, you know, you know, the gray sidewalk, no matter what the color is or something like that. And I think that's a really cool concept, mm-hmm. uh, as people realize going through the book.
1: Right. Well, and, and even, even sorry, you just, you sparked a thought in me about, um, you know, the, the concept that, um, that talk is really worried about, uh, wasting time. Like he's, mm-hmm. always, that's his thing as a watchdog. Like don't waste time. Time is important. It's my very life, you know, yeah. and, and Milo starts out the story as this kid who is, absolutely all about wasting time like yep (laughs) he does not pay attention on his way to and from school he he gets home as quickly as he can so that he can be bored Mm -hmm. you know yeah uh so yeah i just it's really great and it's it's you know i feel like as we've been reading along uh um all of these all of these things have been there but this is the first time that i feel like one of the adults has really said it so clearly and it's like oh my gosh that's what this book is about you know yeah like it all just clicks together in this chapter for some reason for me yeah so no it's
0: it's it's incredible like i said like you know the more and more we get into it the more like shit starts coming together Mm -hmm. and that's why i love this book i'm glad i'm glad this book won the vote and like i said like i this is this is probably the first book i've ever truly read since high school this is probably the only book I ever read that I wanted to, not that, you know, that there yeah. wasn't a, a report or because, like, and I'm glad it's this book. Because, like I said, I mean, like, I consider myself a child at heart and fucking to use this, like, stuff as imagination, I'm glad we fucking did it. And I look forward mm-hmm. to doing a lot more. Me too.
1: Me too.
0: Uh, so, uh, next chapter is chapter 13, which I believe it's titled, uh, fucking no. Uh, um, <laughs> uh unfortunate conclusions. Mm. So we'll dive into that one and our next episode. Uh, but I want to talk about a couple of movies. Uh, one particular that has been a part of this freaking show for a few years, and one that's fairly new that is actually uh, more related than actually near dear to my heart. Uh, Ooh, the, all first right. one, the first one is Zombie with a Shotgun. If you guys remember Hilton Ruiz, the creator of Zombie with a Shotgun, uh, finally created his movie. Zombie with a Shotgun actually released it and everything. Well, as a special treat to everyone, he released a full-length film absolutely free on YouTube. What?
1: So, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So, I'm going to link it onto our Facebook page. Uh, it's at Hilton Hilton Ariel Ruiz's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, Zombie with a Shotgun, the full movie. is, 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 is say he released it for the Halloween season absolutely free. Um, there's no say on if it's gonna be permanent or only there during the time. So uh it's an hour and twenty minutes. Uh I'm excited to actually sit down and watch it for the first time. I was waiting to get Hilton back on to talk about it before I watched it. Uh but obviously Hilton's busy because uh even though he did the movie, he's still doing projects with under the Shotgun, more uh web series and even a potential second movie. So I'll- we'll get Hilton on again. Hilton was one of the first like guests we had on the show. Yeah, uh, especially one of the first like guests on the show that we didn't know personally. I mean, we had GCR, Rob Bayes, uh, we had Graham, uh, Matt Stetzel from uh, uh, Johnny trihard We had those guys on, but we knew those people. Uh, Hilton, Hilton, uh, CJ Standle were one of the like the original guests we had on that we just met through social media. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, the movie is available on uh, YouTube. All of it available, hundred percent. As on Hilton Reese's uh, YouTube channel, I will put the link to the, uh, to the movie on our page so you guys can get to it. Check it out. It's, it is awesome from the trailer and stuff I have seen of it. So, I'm excited for that. So congrats to Hilton for the movie release. Um, hopefully we get you back out and we can talk a little bit more about that. The other one I want to talk about is actually something I kind of want to kick myself for not knowing about. Because, it's a ghost story movie that was actually filmed in Piattum. No shit. Yeah. So, uh, the movie's called There May Be Ghost. Uh, little plot line, uh, in an effort to, to give filmmaking one last try, failed director Kip Swanson accepts a job to document an allegedly haunted house in his town, assembling a team of ghost experts, including his ex-girlfriend. Uh, so, there's a girl that I actually graduated high school with. Her sister is actually a producer on this movie. Um, I guess you, I guess you can consider it an indie film. Uh, I don't know if that's insulting, but to me it's an indie film. Um, it was filmed in Pietone and Mantino, which I thought was actually kind of cool because I know actually recently, uh, they, there was a filming for a TV show, uh, that happened in Pietone like a couple months ago. But this, this isn't, a, this is something completely different. Uh, but they actually did the premiere, um, yesterday, the 28th. Nice. They released that, uh, uh I can't remember what's in in Elmhurst? The classic cinema is York out there in Elmhurst. Oh, okay. Cool. They had their, uh, they had their premiere. So, uh, congrats to them. That's absolutely awesome. Uh, I actually, uh, comment, I actually commented on the release of it on uh, my classmates uh, Facebook page realizing that I do not nothing about it. I was like, if I knew or if I even if I if I knew this was a thing, this could have been a guest for this month. This would have been the perfect time to have a guest on. No kidding. Um so it's awesome that they did something like that. Uh it's cool to uh um hopefully talk to somebody about it and maybe if I get a chance to actually watch the movie like I said, I don't know where it's released right now other than at this uh theater. But I would love to get my hands on it and see the scenes from Mantino and Pieton and stuff like that. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. So um, again, that one's called uh, "There May Be Ghost." It is right now. I think only released at that one theater in Elmer's. So our local listeners can go check it out if it's still there, and uh, let me know how it is. You know, maybe I, I would love to take a trip up there, but I haven't been to a theater in like two years. Right? Same. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh what else can we talk about, Joe? I don't know. Sorry, I'm just I'm looking at this movie picture and I'm wondering how I was in this movie without knowing it. Which one's that? Uh there may be ghosts. Ooh, which picture? Just on the on the film, on the, the what you may call it, the poster. Oh, the the dude
0: off to the right? Yeah. That's totally you, bro. It's right? you, uh I believe that's Daniel Ratcliffe there in the middle um i i believe that could be one more Van there in the bottom left uh i'm not sure who that weirdo is on the top left though yeah hey man I don't I, know either. maybe we'll get that guy who looks just
1: like you on here that would be fun uh it'd be weird i like it so, um winslow duffy sorry there's cool names on this i like it um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have anything else to, uh, to talk about today. I am definitely going to be watching Zombie with a Shotgun before our next recording so that we can talk about it.
0: But, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I think when we're done here today, I think, uh, I'm going to, uh, pop on the PS5, pull up my YouTube app and watch it on my 60 inch. Nice. You got yourself a PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas gift. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. I hear they're tough to come by. They, uh, well, yeah, for somebody. My, uh, my, my, uh, <laughs> mom's, uh, mom's boss's kid, uh, I guess bought up a bunch of them. Gotcha. To, uh, sell them at a higher rate, like some asshole would. Yeah, uh, Yeah, funny. but luckily, uh, luckily, uh, mom's not somebody who's going to pay more for something. So she got a deal. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. Um. Fantastic.
0: The only other thing I want to mention, and we're actually going to dive into, uh, this freaky, uh, freaky tales here. Um, you do have that all set up, right? So, I do. Cool. Awesome. The only thing I do want to mention before that is something that I actually want to do maybe next year. Like I said, if the plans I talked about earlier go through and we could do this, I would love to vlog a trip to Salem, uh, Massachusetts next year. It would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that, but we can talk about that stuff uh next week. That's not gonna be a big deal. Um because I do want to get into uh this freaky show and I wanna make sure we have enough time before uh um your furnace guy shows up. So nice. No, no problem. So I'm going to go ahead and uh kick back with my cough drops. I'm gonna leave uh Freak Joe uh here with you guys as he brings you another story
1: on freaky tales. The Room in the Tower by E.F. Benson It was when I was about sixteen that I first had the dream, and this is what happened in it. I stood in front of a big red house and waited. Soon a man opened the door and said, go through into the garden and have some tea. I went through the living room and the kitchen and into the garden at the back of the house. There were six people there sitting on chairs and drinking tea, but I didn't know them. Then one of the men spoke, and I saw that he was from my old school. I remembered his name, Jack Stone, but I didn't know him well. He told me that the others were his mother, father, and sisters. I didn't like it in the garden with those people. Nobody spoke to me, and it was very hot. I wanted to go home. In the corner of the garden was an old tower, a very tall, thin building. Suddenly, Mrs. Stone turned to me and said, Jack is going to show you to your room now. It is in the tower. I did not know why, but her words frightened me. I knew the tower was dangerous and I didn't want to go there. Jack stood up and I knew I had to follow him. Inside the tower, we walked up and up in the dark and then we arrived outside my room. Jack opened the door and... I always woke up suddenly before I went into the room. I had this dream many times. It was always the same. The garden, the family, the tower. And I always felt very hot and frightened when Mrs. Stone said, Jack is going to show you to your room now. But I always followed him up and up in the dark. And he opened, when he opened the door, I always woke up. I never saw what was in the room. Then the people in the dream started to change. Mrs. Stone had black hair in the beginning, but after 15 years her hair was white and she was very old and weak. Jack got older, too, and ill. One of his sisters went away and they told me she was married. I didn't like these people and I didn't want to have the same dream all the time, but it always came back to me in the night. Then suddenly the dream stopped for about six months. I was very happy and I tried to forget the garden, the people, and the tower. But one night it all started again. This time Mrs. Stone wasn't there, and all the family wore black. Mrs. Stone is dead, I thought. Perhaps Jack isn't going to take me to the tower this time. But suddenly Mrs. Stone spoke. I couldn't see her, but she said, Jack is going to show you to your room now. As usual, I followed him this time, followed him, but this time the tower was darker than before. From a window in the tower, I saw a stone in the center of the garden under a tree with these words on it. Remember the bad and dangerous Julia Stone. Again, I woke up cold and afraid. In the first week of August that year, I went with friend, John Clinton, to stay in a house in Sussex. Please come, he said. My family are coming too, and they say there was a stone in the center of the garden, under a tree with these words on it. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, there was a weird break there. In the first week of August, I went with a friend, John Clinton, to stay in a house in Sussex. Please come, he said. My family are coming to stay, and they say it's a very nice place where we can walk and swim. We can drive down together on Sunday afternoon. Sunday came, and we had a nice afternoon driving to Sussex in the sun. We arrived in the village where the house was at about five o'clock. We did not know where the house was, so we asked somebody. He told us it was over the river and behind some trees outside the village. John was the driver, and because it was so hot, I went to sleep as he drove. I woke up when the car stopped, and I found I was in front of the same house as the one in my dreams, the house of the Stone family. We walked through the living room and the kitchen and into the garden at the back. I knew without looking that there was a tower in the corner of the garden. It was very, very hot in the late afternoon sun. I waited to feel ill and afraid, as I always did in my dream. But the people in the garden were not unfriendly. The Clinton family talked and laughed, and I liked them very much. Then Mrs. Clinton said to me, Jack is going to show you to your room now. It is in the tower. And my friend John stood up. His family always called him Jack. And I followed him up to the room. I was afraid when he opened the door because, in my dream, I always woke up before I saw the room. But this time I went in. Everything was very nice inside, and my bags were ready for me on the bed. Perhaps it isn't bad here, I thought. Perhaps the bad dreams are going to stop now that I am here in the room in the tower. But then I saw two pictures near the bed, and that same cold fear came back. One picture was of Mrs. Stone old and with white hair, as she often was in my dream. The other picture was of Jack Stone. His face was ill and angry, as he was in my last dream before this visit. I looked at the picture of Mrs. Stone for a long time. She had dangerous eyes, and they followed me around the room. John Clinton came back to tell me dinner was ready. I don't like this picture, John, I said. I'm going to have bad dreams tonight if it stays in here. Can we move it outside? Yes, said John. Let's move it now. But when we tried to carry it out, it was very, very heavy. We could not carry it. We put it down on the floor. John suddenly said, Oh, look, there's blood on my hand, a small cut from this picture. Then I saw that there was blood on my hand, too. But after we washed our hands, we had no cuts, so we tried again to move the picture. I didn't want to look at Mrs. Stone's face as we moved her picture through the door, but her eyes followed me again. There was a smile on her face now, but her eyes were more dangerous than before. Her mouth was blood red, and the picture was heavier and heavier. We left the picture outside the door of my room. We went down to dinner, and when we finished, John and I went out into the garden to smoke. It was a very hot night, hotter than the day, and I didn't much want to go to bed. Suddenly, a dog ran across the garden and sat under the tree. I could see from my bedroom window. The dog sat on the place where the stone was in my dream, and it did not move. It was frightened. It sat and looked at the tower for a minute and then ran away. Next came a cat, and it did the same thing. Do you see those animals? I asked John, why are they so afraid? I don't know, he said. At about midnight, we said goodnight, and I went to bed. It was very hot, but I was tired, and I thought I was ready to sleep. Without the picture of Mrs. Stone in my room, I was happier, and I didn't think about her dangerous smile or the cuts on our hands. I closed my eyes and slept. I woke up suddenly. I don't know what time it was. The room was very dark, and for a minute I didn't know where I was. Then, with sudden fear, I remembered. A light came on, and I saw a woman. A woman I knew. The woman in the picture. I saw those dangerous eyes. The blood-red mouth. The smile. Mrs. Stone put a cold hand on my neck and spoke. So here you are in the tower, after so many years and so many dreams. Yes, I waited and waited for you, and then I stopped waiting, but at last you came. I'm so happy you came. Tonight I'm going to have a good dinner. I am thirsty. I am hungry. I'm waiting. Yes, I'm so happy that you came after all this time. Again, she put her cold hand on my neck, but then... Her face came slowly down and her teeth started to cut into me. I was too weak to move. But suddenly, I knew I had to get away quickly. I hit her hard in the face, and at the same time, I jumped out of bed and ran to the door. John Clinton was outside. I heard a noise, he said. What is it? What's wrong? And then, look, there's blood on your neck. John, I said. That woman in the picture we took from the room this afternoon, she came back. She's in there now. Her name is Julia Stone. John laughed. You are having a bad dream, he said, and walked into the room to look. But he came out very fast, as white as me, and said, You're right, she's she, she's there, and, and there's blood on the bed and on the floor. I don't know how I ran downstairs. My legs were weak, and it was difficult to stand, but soon we were out in the garden again. We left the house the next day. About a year later, I went back to the village to ask the people there if they knew anything about the owner and about Julia Stone. One very old woman knew the story, and this is what she told me. Eight or nine years ago, a woman died in the room in the tower where you stayed. Three times the village people tried to bury her at the church, but each time somebody saw the dead woman's ghost at night with blood on her mouth and a dangerous smile. Then we knew that she killed people and drank their blood. We didn't want to try to bury her anymore, so we took her back to the house with the tower and buried her under the tree you can see from the window of that room. There she stays, waiting quietly, sometimes for many years. But people say she visits young men in their dreams, and she brings them here. I think you know what happens to them when they arrive. The end. Good job, Joe. Thank you. The, uh, that's the
0: that's one sad part of coming to the end of uh, October is that uh, Freaky Tales ends.
1: Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was always a good time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and, and we we always got good stories. Like I yeah, never really read really, them
1: this year by the way,
0: <clears throat> yeah, no problem man. like I said like i want I wanted to find ones that were different, a little unique, not uh I wanted to try to find like maybe like authors that we never used before. I know like uh, one of the first two was actually an author we did a couple of years ago, but the rest of them were fairly new
1: mhm-,
0: so but great work, awesome readings, always fun. can't wait for the next one um
1: because they're always enjoyable.
0: What uh, what are you freaking thinking about, there, Joe?
1: What am I freaking thinking about? Probably Dune. Why? Dune came out this week on HBO uh, and and in theaters, but I haven't seen it in the theater yet. I, I too have not been to a theater in two years. <laughs> um, but it, it it was available on HBO Max, and I watched it, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. We're gonna be talking about it more in depth on GeekCast Live next week if you want to tune in next Saturday uh to hear us uh, do a deep dive on that. But um by the way that's uh that's just on Saturdays wherever you find podcasts, usually Spotify or iTunes. Um now
0: that's uh now that's Saturday the sixth or correct. Saturday
1: the thirtieth. Okay, gotcha. Yeah the sixth. The sixth gotcha. Uh yeah, yeah. And
0: um
1: yeah uh it was you know what? It was a fine movie.
0: I heard uh, it I heard it was pretty good. Like I, I guess like a lot of people went into the expectation that it was just gonna be kinda eh, but they uh they were definitely blown away by it.
1: Yeah. It was vid- <sighs> visually and audibly stunning. Uh the music and the and the cinematography were excellent. Um I have trouble I don't understand how someone who has never read the book would enjoy it, to be honest. Gotcha. <laughs> uh there was a lot of stuff that like I knew what was going on because I've read the book. Mm-hmm. But if I, if I hadn't read the book, I'd be like, what, what, why? What is happening? <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, Maddie definitely fell asleep during it because, uh, because she didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I will say it is the most faithful adaptation of a book into a movie I've ever seen. Um, so that's something. Okay. Um, and I, and I really enjoyed it and I do think it's a good movie. I just, I don't, I, I have trouble, uh, so I, I've seen lots of people who do like it even though they've never read the book. So you might like it, you might not. I just feel like if you've never read the book, I don't know how you'd know what's going on. That's all. That's my only real critique of it. Um, but it was good. I, I, I did enjoy it. So really looking forward to the next one that I, I like to call tune. Tune. So. Yeah, instead so of Dune 2, it's Toon. So they're going to they're gonna work off the uh, the series then? Like, there's going to be multiple uh, Dune movies? I think so. So this one only went up through about half of the first book. Okay. So I think they're going to do the second half of the first book, and depending on how well that does, they might move on to, like, Dune Messiah or Children of Dune or, I don't know, whatever other ones they come up with.
0: Yeah, I was confused when I first heard about it because I, I thought everyone kept saying Doom. And I was like, didn't the rocks just make that fucking right? movie like ten years ago, but apparently it's not the same thing no, no, it's yeah.
1: not no, which I guess is a good thing, yeah, I mean, I don't know i haven't i haven't haven't seen the, the the rocks version of doom yeah but... passed. so good to, know. good to know it's like
0: but... that, it's, it's like that first shooter fucking uh <clears throat> view, so like the camera's like oh, him. Oh, gotcha.
1: like hardcore yeah. Henry, yeah, yeah, I
0: forgot about hardcore Henry.
1: Yeah. I, I've never seen it, but I think about it probably once a month. Yeah. Well, we talked about that on the show, right? We didn't have yeah, that. I think, we didn't have that, interview somebody about that, right? No, no. I think Colin saw it. That was one of his movie picks.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Colin. Yep. Yep.
1: So what are you, what are you freaking thinking about?
0: Uh, you know, what? not, not a whole lot. Uh, at least I, I am coming, coming back from uh, being sick. Uh, I'm on vacation. From work currently, trying to get, uh, you know, I'm swapping swapping my rooms around here to give myself a bigger office, a bigger net Studios to work out of. So uh, I guess you can say I'm freaking on that, trying to get everything put together. Nice. Um, I do got this desk. I do have to move out of the guest room. I've been thinking about leaving it there, uh, you know, kind of like, so you have a desk here. Oh, nice. um, right? I mean, there's enough room I could. And I do need a secretary, so. I <laughs> mean, put Plus, it's a, it's, it's a desk that my dad had when he was a child. Nice. <laughs> so it's a, it's an old desk. Um, so I guess, I guess the only thing I've been freaking out is the stuff around the house trying to get things ready for fall. Uh, I've been meaning to mow my lawn for a while, but it keeps raining. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just, just enjoying the fact that it's Halloween weekend and I actually get to enjoy it. This is probably the first time I've had it off to actually enjoy it. So. Uh, yeah, just that stuff. Not, not a whole lot. It's, it's been a boring week, but you know what? I'm okay with that. I wanna, yeah. I wanna just wrap up here, go get something to eat, you know, something, get something warm in my belly, maybe some pancakes as I Ooh, sit down and nice. watch a zombie with a shotgun. Very nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Joe, you already mentioned it, but just to let everyone know again that, uh, every week they could catch cartoon joe here on this freaking show or even the freak joe during the month of october but we all know that uh an hour of joe a week just isn't enough so when the freak joe is over here and people are like but i want to get cartoon joe too where's cartoon joe at uh,
1: if you need more joe cartoon or otherwise you can find me over at the Geekcast live podcast at violentpress.com you can also find us on facebook itunes spotify and twitter by searching Geekcast live nice guys make sure you
0: follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter just by searching this freaking show uh facebook is the best place to find all the information about the podcast uh, but we also do kind of throw pictures up on instagram once in a while and we'll retweet something over on twitter on occasion but facebook is the best place to uh not only uh see what's going on with us but also to reach out to us if you have any comments suggestions or if you even want to be on the show there's an apology to a couple people that uh it turns out you have been reaching out to us on our website, but apparently uh the website's been screwing up and not letting me know. <coughs> so, I am sorry for those who asked to be on this show that I never got your information about. So, if you do want to be a guest on our show to talk about your movies, your games, or whatever you're doing, uh reach out to us at this freaking show at com or message us on Facebook. Either I or Cartoon Joe will get back to you. We love having people on talking about their creations. Um... You know, so just reach, best way to reach out to us on there until we get the website figured out. But the website is com. I just updated it this morning with a couple of new sponsors like Carter Comics and a little more detail about, uh, what those sponsors, uh, offer you guys for being part of our show. So do check out com, and it gives you a link to all the amazing guests we've had in the past. You can find our show on any podcast platform that's out there. Podbean, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes. All you gotta do is search this freaking show and it'll pop up anywhere. So, uh, special thanks to Carter Comics for being a sponsor of the podcast. Again, that's C-A-R-T-E-R-C-O-M-I-C-S dot com. Buy their amazing products and make sure you put Cartoon Joe in the shipping, uh, comments so they know we sent you. Uh, and also Audible dot com. Thank you for sponsoring the podcast. Go to Audible dot com, sign up today and get a 30 day free trial plus a credit to your first book purchase. That's all I got here, listeners. So, as always, I am Travesty. And I'm Freak Joe.
1: And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaky show. I'm out.